from Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning. Hi, I'm Carrie. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Carson. Welcome to our podcast. You'll be listening to some of our best moments of helping people to live their best lives and all while, get this, working with horses. We will be your hosts and have tons of guests along the way. Subscribe today and happy listening. Welcome. Hello, hello. Today's going to be a really cool one because we got a big honking question to ask you today. Absolutely. It's going to be fabulous. Look at we're, we're like twins. I didn't even notice that. Today. Oh, I didn't either. Reverse twins. Yeah. That's nice. Same, same, but different. The second time this week that's happened. We spent too much time together. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so the big question today is, does horse health equal horse welfare? Because you don't know what you don't know until you do know. And that's why we're going to the welfare of our horses today. So we're going to repeat that question after Carolyn does all of her normal stuff. <laughs> and then we'll head right into the welfare. And please, if you have any kind of questions, always put them in the comment section as well. Super weird because my normal agenda is now gone. So they've done an oh. update on here, which is fun. <laughs> fun. So we're just going to roll with it though. So what we need you guys to do is if you hear something today that blows your mind or you're like, Hmm, I hadn't thought of it that way before. We want you to throw in that hashtag. Holy jump. <laughs> I guess we just like the whole whole fingers. This is as close as we can get in COVID. <laughs> so the hashtag, Holy jump tuna fish, throw that into the comments so that we know you've heard something that you really like, or that was valuable information for you or anything else along those lines. Of course, we would love it if you share, 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 because sharing is of course caring. This is one of those lives that it it doesn't matter if you have a horse business, it doesn't matter if you are wanting a horse business, it doesn't matter if you just really like horses, it's every spectrum of person interested in horse can use this information because horse welfare is one thing that we pride ourselves on a lot because <laughs> that is what our certification is all about and that's partnering versus using horses. We're not about a using a living being, especially a creature yeah. that magical. But and we also want to know where you are from. Yes. We love that and who you are. Hello, Miss Terry and Marie. It's always Gary. exciting. Very nice to see you guys all on here. So yes, definitely share this out. And as Carrie said, let us know who you are, where you're from, because we just love to hear from you too. That makes and do, happy. do they have to do the hashtag replay if they're watching it later on? Yeah, it's or nice it's not to really. Know. I oh. mean, it's not essential, but we just like to know who watches live and who watches on replay. But hopefully, if you're watching live, you're commenting so we can give you a shout out. See how it works? It's like so much fun because then you're stoned. Yes, it all comes together beautifully. So how, what happened was probably it was four or five years ago. So Equine Connection and Guelph University, we got together because, oh, you found it. I think so. So why we got together is because Guelph was actually really excited that we are the welfare of the horse with our certification. So we were like, oh my gosh, that would be so exciting because we actually wanted to go speak one of the conferences that they were going to so we were flying out for traveling school so we met with beautiful gail ecker she is such a grounded knowledgeable woman when it comes to that welfare of the horse and of course that is what they teach at the university so as we're sitting there when we're talking because we're so excited that she's never no other certifications are working with them so we're like, oh my goodness, this is like, like tense, but so exciting that we're a part of this. And she poses this question. Is horse health 
the same as horse welfare. Does horse health equal horse welfare? And you know, when she first threw it out, I had a moment because I had to think about what that actually meant. And I said, no, because it's not about just the health of the horse that brings welfare to the horse just as a human being would be. So it was really important that we we started it off right. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did a because good job. Because if we wouldn't have known that, that could have changed things as to what was happening. Because it's just a short little line, but it's so true. We think Profound. we're doing good with our horses by feeding them the minerals and having maybe a, a coat on them, not a coat, but you know, a blanket on them, or we've got the proper equipment or they're in a beautiful warm stable, but is that the welfare piece that our horses, our prey animals are actually needing? And if you think about it, it's a, a pretty amazing parallel to humans even, right? Because at the end of the day, as humans, is it just food, shelter, water that we need? No, we need other humans. We need other things like, you know, that help us to feel safe. It really does boil down to that safety piece, even as humans as well. So it's a really nice parallel back to our humans. Like, plus as humans, we don't want to be used. No, no, not. <laughs> and here's the thing. So first of all, for the welfare to even exist for a horse, we as humans have to understand a horse will never think like us. A horse does not have the same emotion like us. When we are able to take that out and understand a horse can only think, act, and respond like a horse, not like a human, then we're getting to the welfare piece. It's just like saying a horse is acting, well, I don't know, jackass. Yeah, I don't know if people say that, <laughs> well, but no, you know yeah, what I'm they, saying, right? You know, like this horse is being a real jerk. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But why are they being a jerk? Because they're not being a jerk like we as a human would be a jerk. So what is it that they are what trying to communicate with us? Because that is a huge welfare piece. If we clearly don't understand what the horse is communicating to us, we are missing the boat and what it is they keep trying to tell us. Mm -hmm. You know, you probably have that horse. They keep nudging you. They keep doing something to you or maybe they're even coming in for a nip with you. Well, instead of doing just a horsemanship piece, we have to really stand back and assess the situation as to what would this horse be trying to tell me? Because a horse does not have a prefrontal cortex. Only we humans do. So they're not thinking and acting like a human. They're only responding, thinking and acting like a horse. Yes. So no prefrontal cortex. What is it that they're trying to do? Interesting enough to, and we'll get back to that, but horses are not touchy feelers like human beings are. We need to love all over the horse. Like it's beautiful. Not to say that we don't love on our horses because absolutely. Not to say that when we're connected to our horse, the horse does come in. Because yeah. yes, the horse definitely does. But as a prey animal, they're not like touchy feely like a lot of us humans are. We need to hug. We need to hold hands. We need to do all those things. So through that communication piece, what is it that they're trying to say? If that was with another horse, what would that language look like to each other versus us as a human and just saying he's being a jackass? Well, he's being a jackass for a reason. Yeah. Well, and I mean, when we take humans, for example, it's the same thing. People are just jackasses because 
they enjoy it necessarily. <laughs> Generally, that's like a way that they've learned to cope or that they've worked for them in the past or that's a defense mechanism or, you know, like there's there's things that happen with our personality that's stacked over time. Horses can be very similar with the stacked memory, but we still have to, welfare is about looking deeper. It's not about looking at just those basic needs. It's about looking a little bit deeper to make sure all the needs are met so that they can truly be a horse, so they can be the horse that they need to be. So it's not about being in a stall 100% of the time. It's about being able to go and to forage and to, you know, move, be with other horses. There's a lot to do with welfare. It's not just those basic Check yeah, off the checks box off. Needs, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Oh, I was going to say something profound, but it has left my brain. <laughs> it has exited the situation. <laughs> we're running a certification this week as well. So we just finished that. Yes. So we're mildly brain dead, but not fully. No, well, that, that <laughs> is very, very true. So one of the, I'll, maybe I will just give some information pieces to the welfare. Mm -hmm. So one of the strongest instincts that horses have is herding, that sharing the space. What does that mean in herding? It means two or more must come together. So we already know though, for the welfare of a horse, because here is another key thing you need to understand. The number one thing a horse needs to feel is safe. The number one thing, again, that parallels to us humans because we do not learn if we're in an unsafe situation. I'm not saying getting out of a comfort zone. It's just like when we're training our horses to do something, they're gonna go into an uncomfortable place but I'm saying feeling safe. What is safe? Are we providing that for our horses? Because if we know the number one instinct that they have is herding, are they with another horse? They have to be with another horse. Why? They need to do specific things together so that they're helping to balance each other because horses can only do that with horses. Mm -hmm. They use their teeth in order to move things around for each other, to help each other. Even the lookout for safety, mm -hmm. right? Like when horses sleep or lay down, generally the whole herd isn't, you know, just crashed out at the same time. There's always still somebody who's kind of looking out for the herd, right? When a horse is all alone, they don't feel like they've got someone to look out for them all the time necessarily, especially if they're in a field. So therefore, you know, their sleep isn't the same kind of sleep. And there can be lots of other things that can lead into with that as well. But that herding and having other just like we need other people, horses need other horses. It's really important for them. Oh, absolutely. And that's the one thing to really do, whether you're boarding your horse or whether you have your horses at home, you know, if you have a friend, let's say you're boarding, it would be really great if you can have that opportunity where maybe your friend's horse and your horse get together. Watch what it is that they do together. Mm -hmm. Not only through how they help each other, because they don't just go and just groom each other. They, they just don't do that. They first have to build that relationship because they got to build it to a trust. But see how they even form that through the communication. I mean, sometimes it's clear as a bell because yeah. <laughs> the flat ears are pinned and they are chasing that other horse in a corner. Yeah, they yeah. are not there yet. <laughs> they are yeah. so not there. A quick shout out. We see Gary on here, Erica, Anita, Meg. I love it, Meg. She was like, I had the YouTube live going at the same time. We are double putting this out there right now. That's so hilarious. Sorry to throw you for a loop there. Lisa is on. Heidi, good to see all of you guys on. And feel free to ask some questions too if you have some about welfare. Uh, one other thing we talk about a lot with this piece is the teeth 
and that's that's so funny i was gonna say that because with that's a health piece too but it is a welfare piece because it's again that looking deeper it's not just about um again the horse being an ass a lot of times there's underlying health reasons for that that you can't see just by looking at them saying well their body looks fine there's no holes in them they're not bleeding profusely it's looking that little bit deeper to know how is their mouth actually sitting because for a horse that makes a massive difference into how they can eat, how they can chew, how they can digest, how they can live their lives, how they can be comfortable if they're in pain. If they're not in pain, do they have headaches? Like a load of stuff has to do Ooh. with their teeth. Well, I can show you an area on the horse to see if your horse is okay, especially in the headache idea. So on the horse, you know, just by their eye, they have that little cushy place. So on your horse, push that little piece in and then, then the other piece kind of like, Pops out. Pops out kind of like that farty. Uh, Those old little squeaky things. Like yeah. You squish it and then it goes bloop. And then poop, yeah. poops out. Not poops out. Yeah. <laughs> farty and poops. It bubbles out. It bubbles <laughs> out. So it's the same idea. You can just push that in. See how your horse responds. If you push it in, cool. He's fine. He's okay. If you go to push it in and your head's horse's head goes super up. high, he's got a problem. Could be head. Could be teeth. <clears throat> a float. Just so you know, FYI, floating the teeth is not the same thing as having an equine dentist actually do their teeth. Because in the wild, what happens is horses' teeth and mouths are designed in a certain way. As they bring in that grass, they, they roll like a well-oiled little machine. They go back and forth to chew everything to take it in because we know horses cannot throw up. Mm -hmm. This is why that colic situation is a really dangerous thing for our horses because they're not able as humans are to throw up those pieces to get, oh, my stomach hurts sort of idea. So with their teeth, what happens in Wildville, which is they have wild horses, they have hectares of land to be able to eat the things that are required to keep their teeth moving the way that they should so sharpening them down I should show them a tooth yes yes I will do that in a sec but when we have domesticated horses what starts happening is our horses teeth start growing and growing and growing out so you see now we have these long teeth and you can't really tell when you just open a horse's mouth because, oh, yeah, look at their teeth, right? It's through all of these pieces. And you see now it doesn't work anymore for the way that a horse naturally knows how to eat. So it really is super important to make sure if you are showing your horse or you're in a certain discipline and you've noticed for some reason, my horse just isn't cantering on his left anymore. Something is wrong. Before you do anything else, feet and teeth, always feet and teeth, but check, have a dentist come in and check them out. Here's something you can do at home. <laughs> this is safe to do at home. Put your tongue in the side of your mouth and then try to walk a straight line. That little bit of off, you see, off balance, you will see you don't walk a perfectly straight line. So this is why it's so important that our horses have a very balanced mouth because one little bit off makes that difference in how they canter, how they move, how they trot. It's all that same thing. And I'm going to get yeah. you a tooth. We got a good question here too from Lisa. Is that why horses eat wood fences? 
Not necessarily. So there's lots of reasons. Could be that they decided that he put linseed oil on your fence and they decided that that's great for them, that they really enjoy that flavor. Sometimes it can be uh, almost a pacifying thing if they are a... Yeah, what is that called when they're cribbing? That's yeah, right, cribbing. that air, that's not good. Yeah, so there's lots of different reasons. You kind of have to check it. Again, that's one of those things you got to look at the whole system of things as to why they're doing that piece because it's not necessarily to rub down their teeth because if they get long teeth in the wild, I don't think they go and chew on trees. No, they yeah. no, they definitely <laughs> don't. And a lot of that is also that boredom piece. If they're in you know, a paddock or a stall mm -hmm. and they haven't been able to just go run and be a horse you'll see lots of horses do things like that now this is what a tooth looks like well not no i'll, I'll first show this one now, except they're much longer than this but i want you to see the inside of a horse's tooth now this is really cool like i'm not a believer in actually giving horses treats so no carrots no no apples, no, no anything like that. Why? Because they're more susceptible because they're a little bit more porous. So they could get cavities much easier than, than us. Plus, you know, with a horse, and here's a welfare piece as well, is how horses move is through, or not move, work is through pressure and release. The pressure to do something, but the release is, ah, I got it they know that it's the right thing or the right move that they had to do at the time mm -hmm. for anyone who rides or even works with the horses. So where was I going with that? About the pressure, if we were talking about treats before that. Yes, that because of the treats. So when I'm working with a horse, especially when I trained all the horses with the Liberty, the one thing I really started to understand is the gift to the horse is the release. So because when I give that release at the time that needs to be released, why would I then say, oh, and here's a carrot for you, or here's an apple yeah. for you? They don't need You've given it. Them a gift already. Absolutely. Now, in the wild, if they have a big apple tree, they're going to eat them. I, I mean, I know that it exists. And don't get me wrong. If someone came and gave my horse an apple, I'm not going to say, oh, no. <laughs> like, it, it's definitely doable. I'm just not in a habit of giving horses treats because the treat is yeah. the release. So just so you know, like horses' teeth, I mean, they grow like super long, but they, it's just, they look very, very different. Now, when we first had our dentist, because again, you don't know what you don't know until you do know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so no treats. <laughs> yeah, I don't give my horses any treats. No. I know, but I'm not trying to change your mind on it. It's not a welfare piece. No, it's it's like, just what I do personally. It's like your, you know, your kids, you don't give them candy all the time, but then grandma comes over and fills them full of it. They're not going to die from no, that piece, no. right? It's moderation. It's always <laughs> good. Moderation. Yes. And I know we're all like little Italian mamas We <laughs> or, or papas. Yeah. We just want to give all living beings food because why it makes us all feel happy yeah, right I like it when someone gives me food oh i love it just a note yeah crystal <laughs> bring us the treats yeah. brown chocolate fudge sundays would be oh. fabulous so after i had my first time in because with the vets only floating the teeth did not do anything for my actual horse's welfare of their mouth and health of their mouth so then of course i went into learning more. So the first time that we came, the dentist came, you see, that's how much they literally saw. shave off, saw off the teeth. It, it's really bizarre because they're not teeth like ours. Okay. So this was the first time. Now this is 
You want to hold this one up? Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. So now that I have a dentist come every year, do you see this is all he takes off is that little wee flag, but it's keeping our horses so much more balanced in who it is that they are. So yeah. you might not have known about a dentistry before. Even holding up this way, I'm not sure if you guys can really see the, the porousness there, right? Like it's actually, the you can see the light through it. You can see all the ridges through it, whereas it's not quite the same as ours. Oh, awesome. I like that. Lisa, see, she's learning something. Yeah. And we got a holy jumping tuna fish. I know. You yeah. know, I'm thinking, you know, we were going to do something different next week, but I almost feel like we should do like a part two welfare because <gasps> we didn't get through all this stuff. Let's do it. I think and, so. And you know what else I'm thinking we should do again? Let's give you guys something because I love giving you guys stuff because we got to share, we got to collaborate, we got to work together. Why? For the welfare of the horse. Doesn't matter whose horse it is. We want to help our horses to understand, you know what? We're listening to you now. We hear that you need something else. Why? I saw you with the herd. You said this, this, and this. Now when they're with you, you're going to say, oh my gosh, I hear you. You don't want to be brushed. That's why you keep moving away from me. That's it. Beautiful. That's all of our, <laughs> all of what our horses are looking for. Are we going to actually listen to them? So let's give them the welfare guy. I but think they that's should, a great idea. They should email you again, shouldn't they? Yeah. 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 So that's my email I put out there. Carolyn at equineconnection.ca, equine connection, singular, not connections, plural, equineconnection.ca, just to be super clear on that. And I will email you back a copy of the welfare guide. Now this welfare guide, I've done the course through Guelph on this as well. It's really interesting and even though like we don't do the breeding or some of the other stuff here it's still really really cool information to have as far as thinking of well-rounded overall welfare for your horses mm -hmm. so this guide is phenomenal and actually it'll be kind of cool because then you'll have the guide and you join us next week and they can follow along <gasps> i like that yeah. a lot okay let's do that and then for those of you who are joining us if there is also something specific you might mm -hmm. want to think about that for next Wednesday, because I think that would be a great idea. Yeah. And then you would, the guide is, it's a fun read though. Yeah. And you can email me those questions too. Then we'll have them prepped. Oh, my like cracky. Yeah. Or comment too. I mean, I'm good with either of those options. Well, we did say a few different things. So it's, yeah. I, it's like a, did you know? You know, I love those kind of times because you really don't know what you don't know until you do know. And when you do know, this is when it opens up a whole new world. And we can't be hard on ourselves. So if you didn't know specific things before, it's okay. It's brought you to where you are now. And when you are that horse person who is very concerned about the welfare of the horse, it opens up more avenues so you can help have that better connection and communication mm -hmm. with your horse. Because let me tell you, your horse will light up like the evening star <laughs> when they know that you are actually hearing what it is that they are needing and what it is that they are saying yeah. to you. Oh, and our lovely uh, Camilla said hey, Camilla. too, teeth are so important, all mine are always done, six to 12 months. Interest, interesting about the balance too, it makes so much sense. It really does. And I mean, as humans too, if we got a tooth problem, <gasps> I don't care what anybody says, It like it freaking it's a killer. hurts, right? And it can take you down pretty quick. I always think <gasps> about the movie Castaway. Oh, <laughs> I'm holding her hand. <laughs> That's what I always think about is you're on a on desert island. What happens? You get an abscess tooth. Can you imagine how horrible that would be? No. Oh, no. you know so what? Bad. 
I just did a little video too on the dentistry because it's a story of a beautiful mare mm. and the people didn't know what they didn't know until they did know, but that was after she died. We'll and pictures next time. I think, yeah. okay, well, that we'll show it to you then on the, the next um, live next week. Yeah. But it will make you cry because this poor horse lived in extreme pain for so many years and nobody knew because yes. you, you just don't. So now we're moving forward. All is great. Oh, yeah. Teresa. Yeah, Teresa. Very, very good chop chop. Out. Yeah, and it is so interesting about the balance too. I mean, there's so much. <laughs> Chris's kiddos love their cookies. <laughs> See? <laughs> I love my cookies too. Yeah. Not that it's always good for me, but I love them. That's right. <laughs> so anyways, what we will do then is part two next week. Mm -hmm. But please email Carolyn, get your welfare guide. And we will get those pictures for you, or I'll make it an actual video and then send yeah. it out as a gift next Ooh, week. That's that's what we shall do. Look at you. I know. All right, everybody. Well, we will see you next week because we got so caught up. I don't think we could possibly get through everything. No, welfare is too big. So we will see you guys next week to talk more about the welfare of our horses at 9 a.m. Mountain time. Mountain time. Yes. So we'll see you guys next Have week. a great one. And we didn't even introduce ourselves. Oh, Everyone, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> Carolyn and Carrie here with the Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning. Any of you who followed us for a long time knows that's the fastest that has ever <laughs> been said in the history of our lives. <laughs> Have a great one. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in today with us gals from Equine Connection on today's episode of Changing Lives with a Horse, of course. Next week, we're going to have tons more information and please join us then for more chatting on how these phenomenal creatures are really the best teachers around. We'll talk to you all then.